welcome to For the Record, an unfiltered view on current trends and timeless advice for surviving in the aesthetics industry. Whether you're an objector, practice owner, sales rep, or marketer, it's time to set the record straight. Each week, we cut through the chaos and showcase diverse perspectives and winning ideas from the best minds in the industry. I'm your host, Dr. Tiffany Hall, Chief Growth Officer at Aesthetic Record. Now, let's get started on this week's episode. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of For the Record. We are one episode away from the end of the season, and I am delighted, excited, eating popcorn to watch this. <laughs> What's ever going to transpire in the next hour? We have with us today a guest who I've wanted to get on the podcast for several years, and now she's here. And if you flash, flash back to September 9th, 2023, when she won the Nexty for the Aesthetic Training Institution of the Year, and everyone's like, who the heck is this chick and what's she doing on stage? Knowing good and well that I've known her for a long time and know what a powerhouse thing she's built, community that she's built, training group that she's built. Um, I can't wait to unpack that today and let you guys also understand, learn, and see all the incredible things that Kelly Hermans has been doing with the Beautify Academy, but also with her own practice in Rochester Hills, Michigan. She's a Michigander and has been in the industry since 2018, but a CNRA by trade. So she's putting folks to sleep by trade, but now injecting beautiful faces and training 700-ish plus people across the country on a very frequent basis to become better business owners, better injectors, and to really slay the game in aesthetics. And she is a wealth of knowledge, a badass businesswoman, and has just amassed a crazy following. Who'd follow her, I think, to the end of the world and back twice if she asked them to. And we're going to discuss today all of her magic and how she's done it and just the trials, tribulations, and triumphs, if you will, of the Beautify family over the last few years. So Kelly, with so much delight and excitement, welcome to our show. Um, awesome. And like you said, long time coming. Thank you for yes. that amazing introduction. Well, you're so welcome. You know, we love you here. I think oh. we've tried to do this. I don't even know how many times now, but here, here we are. It's been a few years, but you know, it's funny because I never thought about people not knowing who you were. And at the next tease, I said, we're going to call this episode the, the biggest training academy you've never heard of because people are like, who is this person? Who is she? I've never heard of her. And just because you don't know who she is, doesn't mean she doesn't exist. No, people took the time out of their busy schedules to take, to do podcasts about it to write blogs and put on their Instagram, to chase me down at conferences and yell and scream at me and tell me that I was stupid. Um, and then I rigged everything and, it, you know, all these crazy things. But guys, fast forward to today and newsflash, just because you're not Instagram celebrity doesn't mean you're not good at your job, that you're not really doing big, powerful things. And Kelly is here as proof of that. And if you guys ever just take a step back and look around, chances are probably someone that you know she's trained or she's been in touch with or contacted or taught something to. So you're kind of everywhere in the industry. So give us an idea of where you come from and how you got to really to this point. So it's, it's interesting. Um, going back to what you just said, like I've, I never knew I lived, I, I like the term now rent free in so many heads until after I won that award that I literally did not expect to win. I almost didn't come to Aesthetic Next, you know this. Like it was like a game time week decision. Um, and I was sitting uh, with Savannah Boda and we were chit-chatting and um, she was like, do you have a speech prepared? And I said, sorry, I can't say the F word. I was like, no, <laughs> I said, there's no way I'm gonna win with the names that are up there. I said, because I'm not like Instagram famous, like blah, blah, blah. And we were laughing about it because she's literally the opposite. Um, but I don't even, I still to this day, like I've never even rewatched what I said and I don't know what I said and I'm just keeping it like that because it was so off the cuff, not expected. I was shaking the whole time, but um, 
all the way back. Um, so I have two kids. Uh, I was, I've been in anesthesia since 2009. I had my first daughter in 2013. Um, she was born with multiple um, heart deformities and had open heart. And I was actually on the heart team um, doing anesthesia at the time. And it kind of threw me through a loop mentally. And then I had my son who also was born with medical problems, just uh, different problems. And I was like, I, this is like too much for me. Like I was just like mentally exhausted from working all the time. And anesthesia is a very stressful job. Um, it's been compared to like being a pilot. I think it's been ranked as like the second most stressful job in the world, whatever. I don't know. It is kind of, it's like a day by day. It's good days and bad days. So um, when I had my son, I also broke my pelvis during delivery. And I couldn't go back to work for almost 26 months. And I am like a doer and I cannot sit still. Like my ADD gets the best of me on a 24 hour basis. I don't even, I mean, I sleep, but I read. I don't even know if I'm reading or sleeping at night, but it's one of the two. And I decided to go get Botox with a girlfriend who picked me up, literally put my walker in the back of the trunk, my husband did. And we went and got Botox and about seven days later, I had a dropped brow. I looked like an idiot. Like I was already just in a bad place mentally. So I was like, this cannot be that hard. Like if I can literally put people to sleep, do epidurals, like in the, I worked in Flint, Michigan, where like, we were just like, it was, you know, we're on our own. Um, it can't be that hard to do Botox. So I went on this mission. I met Amy Martin. We had, we kind of just, you know, started chit chatting and I went to Chicago and trained with her and the hands-on training was amazing. And then I came home and I was like, okay, now what? So I, I already had hit like a roadblock and I didn't really know what to do after going to training. Cause like, I don't work in derms. I don't do plastics. Like, how do you find a job? Right. But I knew that I really wanted to do this because I loved it. And a lot of the anesthesia is very like procedural based and hands-on. And this was like right up my alley. So I literally just started going down these like rabbit holes of how to start a business, how to start a medical practice. What are the laws in Michigan? There's a lot of gray areas and there's a lot of gray areas in a lot of States. Um, I hired an attorney. I hired, like, I, you know, I reached out to friends and family that I knew, like, you know, we all have physician friends. I'm like, how did you start this business? Um, you know, they're like, what do you mean? I'm like, well, how did you start your, it seems like such a dumb question, but like, nobody knows. Like, what inspections do you have to have? Who has to approve this? Like, there's just so many things. So I got everything. It took me literally about a year and I got everything figured out. And I started my own little practice with my medical director. Um, it was a physician friend of mine that I had done anesthesia for in his office. And I started injecting in his office two days a week. And it was awesome. So that turned into a bunch of my CRNA anesthesia friends being like, okay, what are you doing? How are you doing this? Um, and then it just kind of like snowballed into, I started teaching just the business part because I was like, I'm, you know, I'm still pretty new. So like you can go learn your hands-on stuff. And I was sending people, um, you know, back to Amy Martin. And then I was kind of helping them open stuff up in Michigan. And then it turned somebody, it was like a pivotal point when somebody was like, oh, my cousin's a CRNA in Ohio and she wants to start doing this. So then it kind of like turned into Ohio. And then it kind of just started spreading that I could help people do this. So I started doing more and everything was in person at the time. So people would come, I would do like four people in a day and I would teach them like everything I knew. And at the time, like, I, I'm, I guess like now there's a, the 
like gatekeeping people like to use that term all the time like i like people gatekeep stuff like i literally gatekeep absolutely nothing like if i know something and i know it can help you i'm gonna tell you how to do it so this kind of turned into our little mini network um then we started doing uh hands-on training uh with just botox and then that turned into other things and then now we literally have like this amazing i'm actually in my academy room in my office right now you know training facility where we have multiple stations. My staff has like my staff's been with me for four plus years. I have, I mean, I'm so lucky. I you've met most of them, but like they're, I mean, my college roommate is a nurse practitioner that works with us. Um Amanda's a CRNA who most people know as part of Beautify. And then like, like all all of our accessory staff, like it's just we're we're so lucky and, and both staffs kind of like the same um they do the academy and the office and everything's in one building, which makes it super helpful. But I realized that there's really no training offered in that I'm aware of that literally takes you through from leaving anesthesia or leaving. It's mostly, I hate to use the word mid-levels, but it's like a lot of PAs, NPs, and um, CRNAs do this. How do you start a business, get the hands-on, and then also have the support afterwards? There's really nothing that takes you through all of that. And this was kind of like what kind of ours turned into because nobody else was doing it. So you, you know, I really encourage everybody like, you know, you, when you purchase our training, you, you're buying a huge section of online training. It's all in small modules that you can be rewatched as many times as you want. And that's the helping you get your business set up before you ever even come to hands-on because I found out after doing it that while I had amazing hands-on training, the biggest downfall for me was when you go and do something for one day and then you don't continue to do it, you forget what you do. Like, you know, it's like anything else. If you don't use your skills, you're going to lose them. So I, I'm very adamant about like, listen, like, I mean, we just had somebody contact us over the weekend that was like, hey, I'd really like to come to training next week. And I'm like, well, first of all, that, that's been full since November. <laughs> Second of all, that is the worst thing you're going to do for yourself. Because unless you already have like a job set up and you're not going to be, you know, having to set up a business you're going to forget everything I teach you over the next, th those three days. The other thing that I feel like in the industry is lacking is like the, the actual length and amount of hands-on experience you get when you go to a training. You should not go to a training and have one face in front of you that you're like, and you know, poking them one time with, I get that people will come to me as a second or third training and be like, oh my God, like I get to touch a whole face. I'm like, well, how the hell do you get certified in something or feel comfortable doing something when you haven't touched anybody? I mean, it's like a, that's, that like kills me. These people. So at this point, we, I think we've, we've trained 712 people and a hundred plus are retrained from another training institution. And like, they're all different kinds. Some are the big ones that travel around, some are small ones, but you know, I think there's a lack of hands-on and there's a lack of actual business support. And like, I'm not for everybody. My training's not for everybody, but like, if you want to be a business owner, you can't go to a weekend class and learn how to, you know, inject Botox on a screen when everybody's face is different or, you know, you need to set up your business. There's just, there's so many pieces that nobody wants to share. So like, we, I've fostered this community um, where it's, if you come in here and we train you and then you leave and you're an asshole, you're removed. <laughs> like you still have your training material, but like, I don't need negative attitudes on a daily basis. You know, like Tiffany, you know, like if somebody, for instance, let's just say like the AR 
Facebook group. And I yeah, I know you're gonna nod your head one second. Shut that damn thing down. <laughs> if one person goes on there and says something negative, there's gonna be 30 people behind it that even if they don't agree, they're gonna have something to say. So like I try very hard. Like, yes, there's things that need to get discussed and there needs to be things that get fixed or communicated, but like as soon as it gets that negative connotation, everyone wants to jump on the bandwagon. I'm like, what, are we like six? Like, are we thir- like are we my, are we my ten year old girl? Like who wants to get into all the gossip and the crap? Like it's just not necessary, and nobody learns from that. Like you don't. That's not positive, productive behavior. So like I try very hard to be like, listen, like we're all in different places. Somebody's gonna screw up somewhere. Like let's turn this into a learning rather than a let's bash the person or bash the training or bash the you know the software or whatever you want to do. I just try very hard to keep everybody positive. And I think that that has just kind of grown because you can learn from everybody. And like, if you're like, if Tiffany, if you're coming to train from Texas and you're like, oh, do you know anybody in Texas? I'm like, listen, I got 45 girls in Texas. Get in their Texas group. Like we just have little groups for almost every state now where it's like not reinventing the wheel. Why does everybody have to hire an an attorney to learn how to do an LLC? No, let's teach you how to do that so we can all just be done with it and save everybody some money. Starting a business is not cheap, right? So like, there's just, I just try really hard to have everybody help each other. And then I've kind of wrapped all of the aesthetic companies into that now. Like they started to notice like, wow, this group is awesome. But I tell everybody, I'm like, listen, if you call a rep and you're an asshole, like, do you think they're going to give you free samples? (laughs) No, no. Like you have to really be a kind human if you want that to come back. And that's kind of just where we've gone with this. You know, I, I literally grew up with nothing. So I also love when people love to play that story. Like, oh, you know, well, she must've come from generational wealth. Neither of my parents went to college. I grew up at a 900 square foot ranch on a shitty street and went to Salvation Army for clothes. I got $25 basically a season. So don't give me that bullshit because that ain't what happened. I've done all of this myself. So anybody can do it if they want to put the work in. Anybody can do it. Like I literally started with $5,000. I paid for training. I remember I got a bottle of Xeomin. It was, I think at the time it was like $4.72 and I sold it and I saved that money and then I bought more and then I saved that money and then I bought more. So like, I try to tell everybody like you're, you don't need to open and like have a salon suite or have an office and you know, do all these big buy-ins and all these companies. Like that is just not necessary. If you're smart about it, anybody can do this. You just have to have the right path in front of you, the right help with you and the right program set up to help you succeed. So I've, I've done that with Revance, done that with Galderma, I've done that with MERS. I've, I mean, I've, I have 16 companies that we work with now that when you start or leave training, you have contacts and they're like, oh, you're from Beautify? This is what we recommend. And I'm like, just like, you know, with um, you and Sarah, I'm like, I don't think we should recommend that because I'd rather recommend this because we've noticed that, you know, this is working out better for them. Like I, I do a lot of work that I don't get paid for to help everybody else out on the back end. I don't get paid for every Zoom. I sit on with every company arguing about what I want their our program to be. <laughs> like, and I think it's just part of that's what, you know, what makes me happy. Like everyone has like their love language. I'm a gift giver. I love giving people things. And part of what I give is my time as far as Beautify is concerned. Like I will do anything if I know it's going to help the next 10 people. 
there is so much to unpack there. I'm like, I don't even know where to start. But so you just said so many important things there. And I, I think there's a part of this that you mentioned like growing up without having a whole lot. I think that is such an important component of all this, Kelly, that probably gets mis, um, gets overlooked is that you are naturally a person who wants to help people get better. And you come from a place of we're all starting at zero. I think that's a problem I see so often is people who are training other folks to own businesses. They're like really successful, big trainers with big practices. And the person that they're training is like, you know, nurse Karen, who's on day four, I've decided to do this. Like she just now decided to like leave her, her bedpost and come over to aesthetics. She's not them. She doesn't have a million dollars to spend on treatment rooms and beds and things. And so I think one of the things that Beautify does so beautifully, because I work with so many of your, of your people, your trainees, is that you let them all start wherever they are. It's like wherever you are right now in your journey, I will find that place and help you go from there to where you want to go. And I think the business building part of our industry has forgotten that, that everyone who is successful as a trainer, when they go teach business, they're teaching it as if it's in their clinic and no one has a Taj Mahal when they're starting out. No one does. And so I think it's just, it's such a different mindset. And I think too, with the AR, lead AR, the things that we use here, finding out like what they need to know and how they should be setting up their systems and how they do their inventory. And I mean, you cover, you take care of all of it. Like you think of all the things, but it is a difference and then just like walking in and doing a training and leaving and being gone versus like they're part of your world now. Like you've engulfed them into your into your whole, your aura, all the things that you're doing. But I think part of that too is that you also have a successful practice. So like going back to that, you're doing this all from a place of knowing how to do it because you do it every single day. You have patients, you have a staff, you're hiring and firing, you're recruiting, you're, all the things that you're doing. How much of that is part of your day-to-day? Like, how much are you in your clinic thinking about Kelly as the practitioner, clinician, and then Kelly versus, or as a training administrator, director? So, <clears throat> great question. I don't know that I actually sleep or rest ever. I literally had a patient last week who was like, oh my God, you're always on vacation. I was like, no, that's just the only time I do social media. <laughs> I'm literally never... I, like, I take like three vacations a year for like four nights. So let's just get that straight, honey. But um, I mean, it's, it's, I'm, I'm here a lot. It's funny. We were just looking at numbers from December. Um, so I was just in Raleigh at MERS headquarters doing some stuff there with the Beautify. We had 30 Beautify girls that came to a private training that they did at headquarters. And I personally, I mean, I my own self in my office in, in December had a $90,000 month. So like, that's just what I brought in. Like, you know what I'm saying? That's my sales. So I love when people are like, oh my God, you don't even work anymore. I'm like, are you, you're kidding, right? Like I literally work whenever I'm not training and, or like, I want to take like a day off on the weekend, but like that, you know, it is what it is. Everyone's going to have their opinions, but I'm in clinic a lot. I have, uh, we have uh, 3000 patients at Beautify. Um, we have four injectors. We have nine lasers. I mean, we have like a full bore med spa. We don't do body. Um, I chose two years ago that we had like the, all the M sculpt stuff in my office that another girl was renting a space. And I was just like, listen, like, I just knew that wasn't for me. And I think that's another part of how people have to figure out how they want to be successful. Every rep. And again, I'm close with a lot of companies, but every rep thinks they have the best thing on the planet. You know this. So being able to say no and actually step back and look and say, how is this going to come in here and fit? Not them telling you, oh, you can pay it off in three months with this many treatments. Like you have to push all that out of your head and literally sit back and look at your numbers. Like I just had someone contact me who <laughs> at this point, she's like, I was bullied into thinking this was going to work. 
But like she works one day a week because she's still doing full-time anesthesia and she just spent $146,000 on a machine. And I'm like, you're kidding, right? Like, what were you thinking? Like, what were you thinking? You are in your office. I'm like, how much do you normally make in a month? Like, or how much are your total sales in a month? Her total sales were less than what three of these packages are. I'm like, so in what world? But like, I think people get so consumed in these rep dinners and rep visits and all of their, you know, really great things they're going to tell you. And listen, I have a lot of equipment and I work with a lot of companies and I love them, but like I bought them at the, at the time. My philosophy that I like to teach them is, listen, if you don't have the cash to pay for a machine, it doesn't belong in your office because, and, and, not, and people are going to disagree with me and people disagree with me every day. But let's go back to COVID when I literally had zero payments. So for three months, I sat my happy ass on my couch, drank wine and beer, ordered food that got delivered with gloves and masks. <laughs> but I had no stress when it came to any of that stuff. So I think when people take on these huge payments and they are not confident that they're going to be able to pay them or you're or you're relying on like a sale of a package to pay it. And like, if you don't get that sale now, what, especially with interest rates right now, like it's hard. It's not, it's, it's not a good choice for everybody, but like, you really have to look at your own. You cannot compare yourself to other people. You can't like people will be like, Oh my God, I can't wait to be you in a year. I'm like a year. I'm like, it's 2024. And I started this shit six years ago. Like it takes a long time to build and get better. I think, you know, surrounding yourself with staff it's hard right now with staff not everybody cares about your business like you do right so again we have a culture here where like it's more of like a girlfriend vibe like we are not super like stuffy like you walk in and there's a dog running around like our puppies here and <clears throat> everyone's like hey like i usually wear a hoodie every day or you know something from athleta or lulu which are both next door like it's more like that comfortable, relaxed, our patients are going to trust us. You know, I, my biggest thing at, at training, I tell people is I'm like, you're in the business of managing expectations. That's literally at the end of the day, that is your only job. Because if someone's not happy, you're not going to have business. So it's, there's so many things to wrap your head around that like I, there, and, and then we'll, I mean, we can talk about social media for hours, Tiffany. <laughs> Well, I think there there is so much, and I was looking at your site this morning. You have training on everything: training on neurotox and training on lasers, device, you know, all the devices, microneedling, everything. You've got training for everything, and I feel like that's part of the gap. Is right now, if you're a practitioner trying to learn something, anything, you're like bird, squirrel, so you know, silver thing. You have to go everywhere to consume anything because nobody has all the things, and that's expensive. It's so expensive to do that. You have to travel everywhere. And a lot of it's company paid, so it's all on label, or it's only like the good of the device, not the bad and the ugly that also comes along with it. It's not the real deal, Lucille. But I think what you mentioned about devices is so true. Like, what if it's not your population? What if you buy this great device, but it's not, your market can't handle it. It's not for your people. And I think the idea that if you have to have cash to pay for it, it would make people think long and hard about buying something, about if it really is going to work in the practice or not. But, oh, my gosh, I think about the device market all the time because I don't understand it. I'll be honest with everyone on the podcast. As you guys know, I'm not a device girl. I don't understand devices. But if you think about what you have, if there's 10 of you who are like, I'm going to buy a device, 20 of you, the negotiation power in that, holy shit, you can get it for way cheaper because you can band together. You, relationships with Airlays, you know, whether it's Candela, whoever it is that you, you know, that you work with, 
you're now like a, a group purchasing organization. You're a GPO in essence. Like you're going to the manufacturer saying, I have all these people who want to work with you, all these bodies. You have the goods that we want. How do I get a better deal on it? Like your negotiation power is massive. And I think because of that, people underestimate what you're able to do. They don't understand the volume of which you can turn business because there are just so many of you. And I think that's part, if you have a training organization and you're not thinking about that, the long-term community aspect, the commitment of your people to like work together for the good of, of all of you in business, you're missing a giant opportunity to do that because I think you have capitalized on that to give all of you such a better deal, such a better price point, and just more perks. Like You just get more cool stuff than anybody else gets because you negotiate for it. So how do you get that all done? 100%. So you know, we work with all the... Um all the injectable companies to have the, the the GPOs and all the things and, and the discounts. And, you know, I think everybody, everybody has these thoughts of like, Oh my God, she gets all of her shit for free. I'm like, I wish this literally just happened. Someone was like, Oh my God, you know, I was told you get to, you have, your website's free from, you know, growth 99. I'm like, Oh really? Do you want to see my American express? And I literally pulled up my American express app and I was like, Oh, look, there's my monthly charge. Do you want to see all of them? Like, I pay just like everybody else does. Do people offer me things for free a lot? Yeah, they do. But you know what? Sometimes I'm like, um, I'd actually rather pay that so that when someone says something, I know that I'm pulling my weight and it's not all about like, oh my God, I'm doing this to get free stuff. Like the, I've paid for every single laser in my office, every single one. Now, have I paid a discounted price? Yes. But you know what else? They get the same price. <laughs> So like, it's not like I'm super special, but yeah, I mean, I've worked hard with a lot of these companies and been like, listen, like, this is what I chose for my office. So if anyone else is interested in learning more, Stacy can teach you about our pre and post care. Stacy can teach you about what we're doing for this. We stack everything, right? Like, um, one of my good friends, Kristen May, uh, she's in Virginia and she mentioned something to me a couple months ago about being unshoppable. She's like, I have just kind of found, she's somebody who trained with me, I don't know, three or three years ago now. She has this thriving practice open up for a second location. You know, that stuff makes me so happy. And she's like, I just love this term unshoppable. She like took all these stacks that we taught her and then she gave them labels. And it's like, you're coming in for like the hot girl refresh or whatever. And like, she'll show a before and after. And they're like, yeah, I'll take it. Like, we don't have to get into all these things with like, oh, it's this plus this plus this. You know, I think people... You're going to find what's going to work for your office, but most patients have no idea what they're getting done. Let's be honest. Like before I get into this, I couldn't tell you what kind of Botox I got in my face. I have no idea. I just went and let the girl do her thing. Like I never asked for something special or, you know, specific. Uh, I had, you know, Allie or at the time, what was it before? What was it called before Allie? Brilliant distinctions. Brilliant distinctions. And I had a spire. So like, I couldn't tell you which one was actually in my face. Um, it's... There's just so many things. And, and, you know, I got accused of running like an illegal operation earlier, which you know about that whole thing. And, and that was really funny because I was like, do you think that if I literally have built this massive like empire of awesome humans, I would be threatening it by doing something stupid that really doesn't make me any money? Like, let's use our brains. We're all CRNAs here. We all have them. Like, I would never put myself or anyone else at risk because what is that going to do for anybody? Like, no one's got time for that. I don't got time for that. I like to do things that, you know, if you come to training and you're like, oh my God, I'm super interested in threads. Awesome. I don't do threads. I'm great friends with Geo that owns PDO Max. I'm happy to hook you up with them. And also she's going to give you a discount because you went through our training. Oh, cool. Like I do things for companies that I don't even use their products in my office, right? Like 
if somebody comes to me and they're like, oh my gosh, you know, I want to buy this brand laser. I'm like, I don't have one. I'm happy to get you in touch with them or see what I can do for you. Because just because I don't have something doesn't mean I talk shit about it. Like, I'm not like that either. I have just chosen the things that I love. Like, I love working with MERS. MERS is a small family-owned company. Um, I've met some of the family members that live in Germany. Like, you know, I've been over there. Um, Patrick Urban is an amazing human. I work directly with him and um, Carla Dolomat. Do you know Carla? She's like a doll. She runs their, like, all their devices for the U.S. And then Ryan Sage, like... These three people have been a part of my life for like two or three years. And if you sit down with any one of them, they're all very inspiring. Like you kind of, like I have to find leaders and mentors too. So like I've just kind of found people, like one of the reasons I started working with Aerolace is because, you know, I became friends with Ann Adams who has great business advice. Like some of these people who have been in the industry for a long time, I I look to them for advice too. Like you, like I'll call you with a question or a concern because I don't, I mean, I don't know who everybody is. I don't know how to work with, with certain, with certain people. Mark Rohr, who owns Rohr is like this little man in Alabama who seriously has the biggest heart on the planet. Like I just love working with good people. And if they have good products and they work and, and they're bringing great results to my office, like let's do business together. Like, why don't we make everybody more money? Like I love your lasers. The girls are going to love your lasers. Let's get them all deals so that they're not dealing with the, my, I tell every single company I work with, if I find out that one of your reps is trying to sell some bullshit <laughs> or like trying to talk them into 24% financing, I'm going to be really upset because like, that's a huge problem right now. And yeah. I just think we're bigger than that. We're all bigger than that. And I know everyone's just trying to like make their paycheck, but like that, we all know at the end of the day that that's not a good decision. Well, and, and they... You got to check people. I think that's important with reps. We were all trying to sell something, right? We're all selling something all the time, all of us, every human. But I think as the market gets more competitive and there's more and more entrance, it gets more and more um, volatile or like violent about what we're going to sell, who we're going to sell it to. We're, we're aggressive. We're going after people. We're, you know, crazy things, make our money and our quota. And I feel like right now, more than ever, having relationships with a vendor is so critical because you can cut through all the crap. Otherwise, you get stuck with the rep coming in your office and God knows they're going to sell to you or to your, you know, to your friends, to your colleagues, whomever. It's a, it's a jungle out there, people. It's a freaking jungle. I can promise you. I hear about it all the time. But I think you mentioned things like with MERS, with, with Roar Aesthetics. Like these are people who have been doing this for a long time as well. I mean, I've been in the industry for, I don't know, going on 10 years. We've seen a lot of things too. We have a lot of good stories to tell. And, and we've had our own ups and downs and trials and tribulations. And we also want to share, like we're dying to share. I'm, I love to share. I love to talk to you, talk about what's happening in the industry, what your practices, what you're seeing, what, you know, what your folks need, what they don't have, and then go build it for you. Like I'm like, you, yeah, I want to do, I want to do all the things for all the people. And I feel like we often get forgotten about because it's like, um, when you're a newbie, you get a full community. Everyone's like throwing people at you. Here's your mentors. Here's your community. Here's your folks, you know, go, go find them. When you become a person who's at a certain level, it's like, oh, well, you're good. You'll find your own people. No one ever reaches out to you and pours into you anymore. No one no one works with you to have conversations. Even with me, I'm like, can someone just call and talk about business all day? I would love to hear. I would love to hear what's going on in the industry as opposed to doing Google research all day and chat GPT and everything else I'm doing and listening, you know, social listening and things. But we get forgotten about, Kelly. I think at this, at this level, you kind of get forgotten about. And so I love that you have a strong community. I know that Kyle Farr is a really good friend of yours who we love. He's also in Michigan. I feel like, you know, at the level that you're at, that, you know, those of us have been here for a while, we need, our, we need a community too. We need a tribe also. And I think we, 
we get to the point where the industry is like taking over the social media component of it and who's popular and who's who's in vogue and who's not in vogue and we say this community thing that's not really real at all because we love to get on a podcast the next day and rip everyone to shreds about you know how they shouldn't win things and I just don't understand it like I don't have a mean bone in my body I, I, I can be conniving and I can be I can be um I don't know dicey but I'm not mean yeah. We choose not to, Tiffany. Yeah. Like, we choose not to. Like, you're going to choose – You when you're faced with something, you can choose to be reactive and be an asshole, or you can choose to just think about it for a minute and, like, is this worth my time and energy? Because here's the thing. Like, you only have so many hours in a day. Your body can only process so many things. And I often – like, again, people are people talk about me every day. I'm sure I don't hear about it. But when I do hear about it, I have to take a minute and realize, like, okay – is this something I have to act on? Like the whole thing on social media with all the fake news that, you know, we had to get lawyers involved. Or is this something that somebody has an opinion and I just have to shut it off and keep going? Because if I'm going to take, and again, this sounds like a nominal amount of time, but if I'm going to take 20 minutes to focus on something that is irrelevant in long term, that's 20 minutes that I could focus on doing something else. And, you know, I something that I think is um, really funny I'll have somebody like recently I had someone reach out to me that trained last summer and she's like, you know, I'm just really upset because I spent all of this money and I just can't get this going. And I'm like, can you send me a screenshot of your, um, of your usage, like your cell phone usage? I love this. And she's like, what do you mean? I was like, well, you can go to your like settings and you can see like your usage on your phone. I was like, send me a screenshot. So she sends me a screenshot and it was like 17 hours a week on social media. I was like, if you used that 17 hours a week to actually build your business, you would be successful right now. You've been out for a year and you've chosen to spend your time doing things like this, which that's okay. But then don't complain that you're not successful and you don't have any time. Like you have all the time in the world. You have to figure out where you're going to focus it and what you're going to do with it. And I have ADD to the max. You can ask anybody who knows me. I am like three squirrels running around all the time. Like the, my front desk will be like, Kelly, I mean, I'll have like 21 patients. Like, we need you to call so-and-so. Focus, focus, focus. Stand over here. Here's my phone. I'm dialing the phone for you. Like, they know how to wrangle me in. But like, you know, like today's my my day off, right? I'm not getting paid to do your podcast. I'm doing a lot of unpaid things today that are going to benefit my office, right? But uh, every day when you're a business owner is not a, a, a day that you're making money. Now, I have providers working. So at the end of the day, am I making money? Yes. But like... People just don't use their time correctly, and then they want to bitch about it. I cannot, like, there's one rule in this office. You're not allowed to complain about something unless you've already tried to fix it or you have a plan. Like, you are not allowed to be, like, like whiny and negative because that just brings a bad vibe, and everybody feels it, and I just can't deal. So, like, I mean, again, going back to, like, shit that I've been through, like, I had mastectomies at 25 years old. We're not going to get into all that, but, like, I could have chosen to go a very different route and I delayed anesthesia school. I still went to anesthesia school. I still became a successful human. I've had to have multiple surgeries, as you know, since I had one last February that turned out, I mean, I had serious complications, had emergency surgery 24 hours later. Girl, I was back in the office as soon as I could be because I just wanted to like surround myself with, with like positive energy and like we just have this vibe here. Like even the patients know, like we have patients because we're in like an outdoor bougie mall that will literally leave Lululemon and come stop in and be like, I just wanted to sit on the chair and see what's going on here today. Like with their Starbucks in their hand. Like we've kind of just built this community in our office as well as training. Like it's both places and I love it. 
I mean, I just had another surgery in November and I was here 18 hours later with a sling on and my plastic surgeon called me and he said, Kelly Hermans, I just saw a picture of you on Instagram. What the F are you doing at work? You had, you didn't even leave here 24 hours ago, the hospital. I was like, listen, the sling's on. I'm totally fine. I'm, I'm not touching anybody. He's like, you cannot use your, I was like, I know. So like, I, you know, I feel like you you just have to make choices in your life. Like I've been through plenty of terrible things and growing up was not wonderful. I mean, my parents are amazing. They're both still alive. I love them. I love my siblings. Like we're, we are an awesomely close family, but like, it's very different now. And I just make choices that I want my kids to see. Like, I want my kids to, to be positive. I want my kids to go to school happy. I want my kids to like, know that like, you're going to face obstacles, but like you have a choice to be positive about it. And you have a choice to be better. You have a choice to help people where nothing always comes back in return. Like I love, my kids are seven and 10. If we're somewhere and like my kids notice that's like at Christmas time, my daughter, we had a, a tree and my daughter was like, can I please use my money to buy something for this girl? Like, because we had, we adopted families and she was like, oh my gosh, like, I would just, I want her to have Nike socks. I was, just, I was like, whatever. But like, is she, and then she used her own money to buy her a coat. Like, she's like, I can't imagine not having a coat. So like, I'm trying to raise responsible humans. My kids don't, they don't get everything, right? They have chores. They work for stuff. Like, I try very hard to keep them at bay because I think now like these with their own social media, there's also no social media at my house. My husband doesn't, my husband's never had it. He's that's just not up his alley. And like my kids, he's like, they are not going to have this stuff right now. Like, this is crazy to me. Everything is portrayed so differently or they make, you know, like they make them feel bad about themselves or they think they should be looking like this or they should have that. And that trickles to our world too. Like you look at people's faces on social media and you meet them in real life and you're like, dude, what? Whoa. Like that, <laughs> that's not what I've been looking at for a hot minute. I mean, somebody meets me and they're like, oh yeah, where's your side ponytail? Because that's what I have most of the time. Like I'm such a disheveled mess that my hair's over here. This morning I uh, went to the chiropractor and she goes, are you getting married today? I said, what? She knows my husband. She goes, your hair's down. <laughs> but like, that's, I mean, I literally look homeless every day, but at the same time, like my patients get real authentic Kelly, right? Like I've been in this industry and getting, I've been getting stuff done to my own face for 14 years. Like I like to think that I don't look like I'm 41. Maybe people look like I'm 41, but like, I'm like, they, they appreciate that because they're, you know, they're not intimidated when they come through the door. Like, and I think that's a huge part of aesthetics. We're not on social media, like, you know, in bathing suits and doing things like it's just it's just different here and i and i like to keep that different across my my whole vibe like it's you you just have to make choices and i choose to not talk about people and be crazy like i just can't do it i don't want to focus my energy on other people that don't matter to me i'm not on social media and and you know again i'm here to to tell everybody like you can be successful and not be on social media but like for that one hour that i would be recording things or doing things for social media i'm recording things and doing things for my private app that i teach everybody on every day so like i have like that's i have an app with a subscription like and it's interactive because like everyone's like oh my god get a patreon get a patreon please get a patreon i was like it's not interactive like on my app, they can post their own videos. They can post their own, you know, their own questions. They can comment on everything. And it becomes like, it's almost like our own little Facebook. So like, I, I just don't conform. I'm like the opposite of conforming. Oh, I love it. But you know, people ask me every day about, I'm like, you yeah, I don't sleep either. I do a lot of things, as you know. 
even this week, and they're like, how do you do it all? Because I don't sleep, and I just choose to spend my time differently. When you guys go home and go to bed, I start working. My second day starts at 11 p.m. every single night of the week, seven days a week. I worked a 16-hour day yesterday, and it was Sunday, and because shit has to get done. Like, when are you going to do it? You know, I've got a, I got a kid to raise, too. I've got a kid to raise. I've got a life to live. You guys got to fit it in and get it done, but... It's so funny we have the same thing here. We have core values. One of them is like, you know, seek, seek solutions, not shortcuts. Um, and also, you know, ask, address, advance. Like if you have a question, ask it. Deal with it. Move on. We, yeah, we are, we are the victor and never the victim, Kelly. If you're a victim in this place, you will not last here. I will fire your butt. Because if you're going to lay down and just let the world take you, then you can't be here. Sorry. I think that, you know, being a business owner is hard. Like, you know, there's choices we have to make every day that, that, affect everybody behind us right or not not, I don't like that I just said that everybody that's with us right I don't because I also don't look at myself I'm like they're always like oh this is our boss I'm like I'm not your boss I'm your leader like I don't want to be called a boss I want to lead you to do what you want to do like we also have goals here like you know my practice manager we have we have goal um folders now or binders actually and like every month like they're setting goals but it's not just that it's it's like a whole other sheet of how are you going to get there? What are you going to do to get there? Okay, if you didn't get there, which one of these areas did you fail in that we can work on for next month? Because like, I also want everybody in my office to keep progressing. I want them, you know, to meet, to have a purpose. Otherwise, nobody wants to stay. And like I said, like we've had the same staff for four years. There's a reason. Like they like coming to work. I'm like, if you wake up one day and you don't want to be here, I don't want you to be here. I don't. I want you to come to me and say, listen, this is why I don't want to work here anymore. And I'm going to take that feedback and I'm, and I'm going to, and I'm going to use it because I don't want that to happen. The only person that doesn't work here anymore is the person that embezzled money that I had to steal or, and stole a bunch of shit. <laughs> <laughs> but, but you know, it's the idea of like gamification. I mean, think about all of us. We love to achieve, right? Like I'm a natural born achiever. If I'm not achieving and winning at something, I feel like I'm failing at life. Like I have to, I have to win things uh, and not like win like a trophy, but like I want to conquer all the things all the time. I feel like if you're a business owner and you have staff who you're not letting them feel the satisfaction of achieving goals and winning every day, when when they do the work to win, I should say that, then they're stagnant and they're bored. They're a factory worker. If you came into work every day and just did Botox all day long, you saw your few patients, you did your Botox, you went home, you're a widget maker. You are not a professional doing professional things. You're a widget maker all day long. But if I introduce goals and I introduce levels for advancement and pay opportunities a chance to work in the training academy, a chance to manage others, a chance to get to travel, do CME, be part of these laser meetings, you know, negotiate with vendors. If I give you all these options, say, if you work really hard, look at all things you can do, then now it's a game and you want to win the game. And now they advance just naturally because it's part of what they do all day long. The widget maker has now become an athlete trying to win the game and run the distance and throw it a little farther and all the things. I want to build athletes. I don't want to build widget makers. And so I think you have to decide as a business owner, if you're scared to pay people, scared to advance them, scared to promote them, scared to get them responsibility, you will not stay in business. Or if you do, you'll have a constant churn of people every day, all the time, quitting, 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 because there's no reason to stay and play the game. That's my TED Talk. Thanks for coming. No, that's a great, that's a great TED Talk. And, you know, we try when they get hired, um, figuring out like kind of like what makes them tick, right? Like I said, like I like to give things. And some people, everyone has like a different way of, that, that they like to, to learn, a different way that, you know, they like to achieve. So I think really kind of focusing on each person. So like my my front desk girl, um, she she will do anything for like Lululemon. So I'm like, listen, you get these people converted on Lead AR and 
you can um, give you a $200 gift card. She's like, oh my God, right? Like, so like you just kind of figure out like who wants what. Now, if someone offered me a $200 Lululemon, I'd be like, eh, whatever. That doesn't make me tick. If someone was like, if you get these three people converted, um, you know, we're going to, we're going to just tell you you're amazing. I'm like, yes. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like everyone's just, everyone's just so different. But I think you really have to hone in on your staff and figure out, like, they're a person. They're not just a number here. Like, they're a person. Most of them are friends. We text outside. I mean, me, Stacey, and Amanda go on every damn vacation together with our families, and we work here every day together. And we're, we're okay with that because that's just what we've, we've, we know and what we've become. And these are people I want to surround myself with. I know there's that saying, like, you're only as good as, what, the top, the top five people that you surround yourself with. That is 100% true every day. And that's why I try to keep everything here on a level – that's making everybody better. We have a no gossip policy in our office. Like if you're caught talking about another staff member, you're literally fired. Because if you want to do that, number one, we have to figure out why. Like we shouldn't, we should all be getting along here. And number two, if you want to do that, you're bringing the whole office down. So it's, you know, everyone just has to build their culture and figure out what's going to work for them. I also think as a business owner, like you have to be present. Everyone thinks they're going to like start these offices and be on vacation all the time. I'm like, dude, I work harder when I'm gone than when I'm freaking here because everyone's texting me for stuff. Like, and it's usually nothing, you know, earth shattering, but it's still like, they know that I care. So I have a patient that comes in while I'm gone who has a question. I'm like, please text me. I'm probably sitting at the pool with my phone anyway. Just text me. But I don't know. There's, I think that, you know, social media has become crazy for a lot of reasons. I think these companies are taking advantage of everyone trying to charge them a lot of money every month to do their social for them. And I really encourage everybody to turn around and say, okay, like if you paid $2,500 a month for social media, what are you getting out of that? Like, I feel like people don't look at the the what and the why. They just look at whatever, it's kind of like the lasers, They're looking at whatever thing shoved in their face. Like, oh my God, you need this. Why, but why do I need that? Because I can tell you that with Lead AR, not to, you know, get into Lead AR right now, but like, that has kind of transformed what we've done because we can track everything, right? So like, I know with AR now, I, and correct me if I'm wrong, this is kind of, it seems to be newer from the from my office staff that's been teaching me all the things from Lead AR. If somebody abandons an appointment on AR now, it pops over to Lead it or pops over so that we know we can contact them, correct? Correct. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So- and that's what, a couple weeks old? I feel like I heard about this like maybe two weeks ago. Yeah, it's like a month or so old because, you know, that's those are leads, man. Those are hot leads coming coming in hot. They just they just couldn't seal the deal. A hundred percent. So I sat down with Emily, who does this stuff in our office, and I said, listen, I know you don't have a lot of sales training. It's just what I've taught you. I said, but you have like, you know, cold leads, warm leads, and hot leads. And I said, this person, they're literally already on the website. We call that hot, like you just said. I'm like, so we need to nurture that into a, a, an appointment or a sale. And like, she's so happy with herself. I think I was telling you earlier, like she's, I think got 11 people converted now that came just through like abandoning their appointments. So I can tell you that by me paying her, her daily or her hourly wage, which is, I don't know, I think I pay her 25 bucks an hour, but she does, I mean, she does more than that, but like we have converted more people into appointment times, which is what is your, what is your goal with social media? Is it to look pretty and have your face out there? Like, are you trying to get patients? Like, what are you actually trying to do? And what are you trying to accomplish? And can you accomplish that in a more productive way? <laughs> like, that's my thoughts with social media. If somebody's on my website, we're going to focus our attention on that. Not shooting a video in the front of me with my hair down from on my wedding day today. <laughs> like, trying to. And the data all shows it. 
like abundantly clearly that referrals are the number one driver at like almost 45% of your practice growth. Websites are your calling card. Social media is a fun, frilly adjunct that will get eyeballs looking. People get excited. They'll follow you. But they could follow you for a year or three years and never take action. But they go to your website to look, to look you up. They have an intention in doing that. They've gone, they've Googled you. They found your link. They've gone to find you. They're looking at your services. It's a different, it's like a voyeur. I can, like I'm a TikTok voyeur, Kelly. I can't do TikTok because first of all, I don't know. I just can't do all the dancing and it doesn't make sense to me. I, it's, it's this. well, I look at it like once a week if I, you know, if I'm really bored, which is never going to happen. But um, I think about that, like, will that drive business? Will TikTok really make someone be compelled to think I'm a great professional injector? I don't know. Will that dance make someone feel confident in my chair that I'm going to prevent blindness? I don't know. And a patient now is intelligent. A patient today knows about her units and her devices. She knows about necrosis because we spend all our freaking time on Instagram scaring the shit out of folks saying, you're going to have necrosis if you don't go to a good injector. We tell them about all these crazy things that they don't even need to know about. So they're already scared shitless. And then you're going to go dance for an hour and that's going to prove that you're good at injecting. Like I just, it doesn't, I'm such a black and white, as you guys all who know me, I'm such a a black and white, non-emotional thinker. I'm like, this just doesn't reconcile in my brain because I would rather you spend time on your site doing blogs that are about education and Showing even like, you know, on a YouTube channel, doing procedures. What does your post procedure look like? What's the pre look like? Like educate me as a patient, edutain me, if you will. But I just don't understand the, the, the joy of it all with TikTok. But I think what you mentioned about your front desk person is so important because if she were to choose that same amount of time to go gossip, you would have maybe four leads converted, maybe three, maybe none. It's again about spending your time appropriately. And I think about that here a lot. I mentioned our core values on ask, address, advance. If you have a problem with somebody, grow a pair and go tell them. If you, if you gossip, it's because you're a coward. A coward is a gossip because you don't have the boss to call someone or walk up to them and say, I have a problem with you. Let's address it. So if you're a person who's a keyboard warrior, shame on you, grow a pair and get some machismo and go, go tell somebody, Hey, you hurt my feelings. I didn't like it. Fix it. I never understood that. Like just, you know, man up. I think, and again, I mean, people, but people just have to do it. You know, you have to do it as a leader. You have to put the rules down. Like no one wants rules. Well, like, we're pretty lenient here, but like we have a couple core rules and the gossiping thing is a big one. The negativity thing is a big one. If you wake up and you're having a bad day, don't bring it to the office, drop it off or just don't come like, and it ain't paid. Like but I'm okay. If you don't, I'm okay. If you don't come, like I'm happy if you call and said, I have to have mental health day. I can't come in by all means. The damage, the damage that you'll do being here is far worse than what you being gone will do. So go home and chill out and when you feel like a human again, come back. But in the meantime, don't ruin everything around you that you touch because you're in a bad mood. <laughs> Amen. Um, something else that I think that I, I think, you know, people think is really interesting because everyone's always like, oh my God, who do you use for social and marketing? And I was like, well, if you checked out my Instagram, you'd know we have no social. Okay. Like <laughs> there is nobody. <laughs> Go ahead and peek at that. Uh, and if you're interested, it's the aesthetic anesthetist and beautify you and then beautify Academy. If you really want to go look at how terrible they are. Um, but then, you know, I, I, I don't know if you know this, Tiffany, I've never spent $1 in six years on marketing. I've never done one Google ad. I've never done one Facebook ad. Like I've literally not spent $1 and I have 3000 patients. So you can do it. Mine is all referral based. All of it, every single thing is from a referral. You know, we, I used to post on, um, 
I mean, I used to tell patients, like when I had like just started doing all the hospital staff and stuff, I'm like, oh, they're like, oh my God, my mom. I'm like, great. Tell your mom. And then like, I would just give the next, I would just give whoever referred them like $25 off when they got their next appointment or whatever. Like, I don't know what the legalities are of all of that. I'm not, I'm not here giving legal advice, but um, you know, that, that grew into this huge business and we do a lot, you know, I think a lot, another problem with social and marketing is these companies want you to do deals and specials. We don't do specials here. Like we don't really have specials. We don't have money off ever. Like it's not like, oh my gosh, this month, you know, lip filler is $100 off. No, this month in my office, if you get lip filler, you either get a Lucy Co. lip plumping gloss or a um, Jan Marini Hyla 3D lip product for free. But you have a gift with purchase is like so much better than doing money off. And it takes a lot of time for people to understand this. I think everybody wants money off. I'm like, well, they do, but give them a gift with purchase instead, because then you're not losing your ass. And then they're not expecting because a lot of, I mean, if you, again, I'm going to use this as an example, Hobby Lobby, girl, don't you think for one minute I'm getting something from Hobby Lobby if it ain't half off, <laughs> I will wait till it's half off. So I don't want to create that culture at Beautify. Like nothing's ever on sale. Okay. We don't do sales. There's no sales. Would you like discounts? We have a membership for one year. Would you like to join it? Like that's, where we give our discounts. If you want to commit yourself to my office for one year, you can have a discount. But like, this is a lot of the stuff that I teach in our, you know, for, as far as training is concerned, like we have our novice training, which is three days, you know, all the business up, getting set up. And then you learn Botox, um, filler, and like PRP, regenerative medicine. And then, you know, you can come back for advanced class and it's focused on like advanced tox, like the whole face and the body, advanced filler, like cannulas and radius and you know, all the stuff that people are too scared to use. And then the next day, you know, we've now partnered with PDO Max. They have an amazing um, serum called Afterglow that's awesome. And it kind of replaced the whole like aqua gold thing, like the mixtures, not the device, but the mixtures. Um, so in a ton of business. And then in that class, we wrap in a lot of device. So we bring a different device company in every night for dinner. Let's just learn about this. It's not, they're not here to sell you anything. But let's learn about the different technologies, right? Let's learn about all the things that you can make an educated decision when you're ready. And then like Kyle and I just did some, um, we call them advanced advanced. So once you've done novice and advanced, you can come back and do the advanced advanced classes, which are like we just did a male, a male facial class. So like a lot of people, we don't really teach how to do males when we do our basic training stuff. So focusing on like the male patient, I think, you know, we're getting more and more of, you know, males interested in getting aesthetic procedures done and it, it has a place, but that kind of needs to be its own little class. So like we just did two classes on that, you know, as a trainer, which I guess you could call me, like I'm open to listen to what anybody wants to learn. I'm like, you want to learn something? I'm sure I do it. I was just saying the other day, like half the stuff I do on a daily basis, I don't realize is like, it needs to be taught. Like I'm so you, it's like such a part of my daily day that like, I forget sometimes like people, the, one of the girls are just like, what are you putting on their face before the cannula? I'm like, lidocaine with epi for the porthole. She's like, oh really? No one's ever shown me that before. This was somebody that was shadowing. I was like, are you serious? Like, it's just, it's just different. So I don't know. I really try to just customize and do whatever I can. I, I try to work with people in the industry who are focused on the thing, same things that I am. I mean, safety is a huge thing. And I, you know, people are going to, they can preach safety all they want on, on the TikTok and, and the Instagrams and, and, and the books, whatever they want to do. But like, if you're not practicing it every day, like, I feel like we see a lot of that too. 
um, I know you do. Everyone does. It's it's an epidemic because I think we have these we can wear classes. That's everyone actually that's changed. It has not changed. It's still the same thing where you go and you get, you know, a day of hands on to your point before, and it's like okay now you can go do it, and people are they are overly confident without the skills to back it up, and they don't have protocols in place. They're just kind of flying by the seat of their pants because their mentor never had an occlusion, so they won't have one either. That's kind of the mindset that I hear. It's like, oh, it never happens. I'm like, like it, it happens every day of your life. You just don't hear about it. I think neurotoxin happens. I think neurotoxin adverse events happen every minute, all the time, everywhere. And because it's not as severe, we don't discuss it. But it is life-changing as well. I, have a, I mean, you had a drop brow. To have a drop brow, I had a smile that didn't work for six months. We had to film me at AR with a different camera on the wrong side because I couldn't move my mouth. Because they hit something. They hit one of my, when I was doing my masseters, it just was a tragic thing. But I think shit happens every day. But I think to your point about the referral, back to that real quick on Instagram. Here's the caveat though, Kelly. And here's what I think people have to know. If you're going to say that Instagram is not as important for your business, you better have a, an incredible on-site experience that they want to go talk about. Because if you don't, if you spend all your, your pennies and your time on Instagram, and not the in-practice experience, you will never get to the level where referral is your business driver because there's nothing good enough to refer. A good outcome is not worth a referral. I can promise you, being good at injecting is not going to get you a referral. It has to be a great practice, a great vibe, they have to be treated well because a good injection is not that hard to find anymore. I, I can find a practitioner somewhere, you know, there, there's many of you, but to have a great experience and to find my tribe and to feel at home and to feel confident and comfortable, that's what you tell your girlfriends about. Not about, boy, my lips really look good. Well, yeah, but my lips look good at my girl too. And I love her. And she's amazing. Oh, mine just did good lips. You know, it's it's different. So I think if you want to, to rely on referrals as your primary driver, then be worth referring. Well, and you know something that I did? Um, and again, this is something that like I've never even told anybody, but you, I just thought about you talking about it. That twenty-five dollars or $3,000 a month that you can pay in social media, I paid somebody who's in customer service to come into my office and walk through and give me recommendations, teach me some things to the, like teach some things to the staff. Like she's like, you need a beverage center right here. You need this. And like everything that she said, or he said has been on point. Cause I just did a huge build out. Um, we just moved in here um, at the end of October and it was six months. And I literally started from the ground so that, I mean, the building was here, but like the bones, and I brought somebody through here before we ever even did any plans. Somebody else who owns a very big medical spa in Miami, um, but as, on the business side, not on the injector side. And I was like, he was like, this is going to be helpful. Do not do this. Make sure this room is here. So no one's doing it. And I was like, oh my God, like things that I would have never thought of. So like I set myself up for success before I ever even moved into this building. And I think people spend money on the wrong things. Like I want my patient experience here to be awesome. It does, you know, it's not like white glove treatment. We're not, you know, we're not all dressed fancy. My hair's not done ever. Like, <laughs> but like the patient is getting an awesome experience. And like you said, like they want to come back. They want to tell their girlfriends, oh my gosh, she's got 17 flavors of sparkling water. Like this stupid shit. <laughs> Girl, you want blackberry lemonade sparkling water? I got that for you. But it's memorable. People people want to go talk about the cool things that they experience, not so much the outcome. They'll go to a crappy surgeon because they love his office. They love him. We see it every day, right? We see people who have bad outcomes, but they love their person. They're never going to leave them. Like, you look terrible. Yeah, but I love my girl so much. Like, I know. Hey, listen. Here they get both. They can look great and have great service. But I think the skill part of it, unfortunately, is probably less important than the experience part of it. Just 
just reality of the beast. But, you know, I think if I look at this on the aggregate across all things that you're doing, part of it is just because who you are as a human, that it, that it all works just because you are, you know, you are you and it's just, you can do it. You know, people are attracted to you. You keep a level head. You don't get involved in all the, like the fodder, the, the, what do they say? Don't wrestle a pig in the mud because he's used to it. You know, like don't do it. I think you're so, that's how you are. You're not, you don't do all that kind of crazy stuff, but also you're actively seeking out partners and people to be allies with your group. And you're looking for ways to improve yourself, improve your practice, improve the academy, like constantly innovating and continuously improving things and not being stagnant and not being a know-it-all and not saying I'm high mighty on the horse. I can do what I want to do anymore. Like you're, you're a woman of the people. You are, you are a woman of the people. That's what we're going to call you. But I think it matters so much. And I just, you know, even if you're famous in aesthetics, you're not really famous, right? You're not really Taylor Swift. You could be the T-Swift of aesthetics, but you're not really T-Swift. Like, we all have a lot to learn. The industry is so young. It's so nimble and so quickly moving that if anyone ever thinks for a second that they're doing it all right, they are, they're going to be taken for a ride by somebody, right? They're going to be left in the dust because it's just not real. So anyway, all that to say, we've been on for an hour, by the way. I could talk to you for like 97 years, but... I just think what you're doing is super cool. And I think anyone who questioned the nexties and questioned what you have built, I will tell you guys, the minute Kelly got the nomination, I think we had like 60 tickets that were sold instantly for Aesthetic Next because they wanted to come fly and support you. They heard that you were nominated. They want to come fly and be at your side and support you. No one else's trainees do that. No one else has ever in the history of the nexties bought a boatload of tickets because their trainer was nominated for an award. Never. It has never happened. They never bought tables and made sure they were there and cheered and screamed like a bunch of college kids whenever you won and acted a damn fool because they were so proud. And it was part of their community, too. Like They are you and you are them. I just think people who um, are myopic and have tunnel vision about if I'm not a famous Instagram person with a big training academy and a big shiny name, then I can't be good. You're just flat out wrong. I think I know surgeons who are brilliant who you've never heard of. I know people who you've heard of every day that are not brilliant at all, but they're famous. I mean, it's either side of the coin. So I just, I don't know. I wanted you to get you on and, and let people meet you and know you the way that we know you here. We, we think the world of you at AR because we see what you're doing. You know, we see what the impact that you make in businesses every day and, 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 and how they set up their accounts and how they do their business, how they make money. You're part of their everyday life. I just think it's really, it's really cool, but also um, it's fun to watch. So. Thank you. I can tell you that like I, probably average about two texts a week. And, you know, it's, it's things like, I could have never done this without you. Like, you know, I, I know I just posted something on Instagram. One of the girls, I, I haven't seen this girl in three years. And I just have, she was in Raleigh with me this weekend. And she was like, I don't know where I would be right now if I never took your class. She's like, it has just changed everything. It changed everything. She's like, I'm home with my girls. Like her husband's a physician. She's like, I'm home with my girls and I'm not doing, you know, I haven't done 24 hour shifts in two years. And like, I think a lot of it is just, I love being a part of, of people with increased quality of life because as medical professionals since, well, this, so I left the hospital full time in December of 2019 and then COVID happened right after that. So like, I missed the whole COVID in the hospital thing, but like everyone got their ass beat. Like we all know this, like, and it's no one, we haven't recovered from this yet. As far as like the medical industry, like, you know, people quit, people died. Like, you know, it's just, it's just different since then. I'm so grateful that I didn't have to be a part of that. Right. I'm so grateful that I was in a place that I was able to leave and do what I love to do. Now, some people, they love their jobs at the hospital and that's okay. But like, that wasn't my passion. I'm a people person. I talk a lot. Oh my God. I used to be in the OR. There were certain surgeons that wouldn't work with me because I talked too much. 
<laughs> so like I had, I was always an OB or the heart room, but only with like one certain heart surgeon. Cause everyone else is like, shut this bitch up. But like, I just, I'm like, oh, well I, I can't just sit still. I was going crazy. So, you know, it's, I love that these people are finding a new passion. They're not stuck behind the drape anymore. Um, you know, these nurses are able to get out of bedside nursing if they want to. It's just giving people another avenue. And like I said, I'm not for everybody. I am not the training, the training facility or the training institution or the training program that everybody needs. But if you're serious about actually starting a business, like there's a lot more than going to a class. And I think that's where, and I, I feel terrible when people come to me. I had a girl that was in my, um, the last class that we just had three weeks ago. She spent $19,000 on training in 2023 and still couldn't get her business started. And she's like, the, she's a CRNA. She's like, the thing that pisses me off the most is that you were the first program I looked at. And I was like, I don't want to spend that much money. And she's like, and look where I am. Now I'm at $26,000 total instead of just seven grand. So is it cheap? No. But like I tell people, I'm like, you're, you're making a career change. Like my anesthesia school is hundreds of thousands of dollars. If someone was like, oh, do you want to go here or here? And the, dif and the difference is 10 grand. That wasn't going to be a decision, a you know, breaker for me. So again, if you have somebody that you're going to work for and you, or you're going to work with a friend or you, whatever you have to do, you don't need to do anything else and get anything set up. You don't need to learn how to run a good software program and get AR and learn all about that. Or, you know, learn all about how to actually legally have a business in the state you're in. You don't need to come see us, but like we have somebody in every single state and most states have 30 to 40 people. You know what I'm saying? So like not most, but the big, the big concentrated states. I mean, we have, we have two people in Hawaii, like these CRNAs come from everywhere, but they know that they wanted to own a business. And I, it's very rare that we get feedback that, you know, this wasn't helpful for somebody and the people that do it's because they didn't put the time in. If you're going to own a business, you have to put the time in. No, you could pay $30,000 and someone could hand you up everything on a platter. You still have to put the time in every day. So you just have to be ready to do it. Well, I, I couldn't agree more. Like, I don't care how good it looks on paper, how much they do for you. You got to just freaking get up and go to work every day. You have to have a bias for action and just put in the work. And it's a lot of work and it's not sexy and it sucks a lot of days. But the greater good, right? Like being able to, to change people's lives and to change, you know, my staff, your own staff, people who you're training. I just, there's a, a bigger thing at play here than you or I. A few, a few sleepless nights a week, I'm okay with that. Like it's a, it's a burden I bear to do what I love to do. And I'm, and I'm okay. And I know you are too. So if you're a person who likes your 10 hours of sleep, good luck. I don't know how to help you with that, but figure out how to be a big kid and get it down to like five at most. I mean, I just think about like when I was in the hospital, I never got a summer vacation for eight years because I wasn't high enough on the totem pole. I'm like, now I can do whatever the hell I want when I want to and still make money. <laughs> but now you don't take it because you're too busy. <laughs> now I don't take them because I'm too damn busy. It's like, when it, it's like I have no PTO policy for me here, but I'm like, because I don't ever take it. I don't need one. Like I would take like one day a year, Christmas Day. And even then I think I work this year. But, but you know, I think it's, again, it fulfills me, right? I'm passionate about this. This is like a hobby. It's work. It's a hobby. I love it. I'm married to it, just like you are with your, you know, I have a little boy, you have kids too. Like, other than like my family part of my life, this is what I have. This, this, this is my family. These, you know, my employees, staff, whoever, whatever you want to call them, or my, my friends, my family, we all work together. We love the same, you know, we're behind the same passion. We have the same desire to, to help. And so 
you'll find me here most days of the week or at home on the computer doing things for here. I mean, look at what your kids are like. Look what our kids are seeing every yes. day, right? They're seeing hardworking. Like they don't know what lazy. My kids don't know what lazy is. So every day it's like, oh mom, how was work? Oh mom, do you have to work tonight? Oh mom, do you have a Zoom tonight? And I'm like, no. They're like, oh cool. But like if I do, they're like, what's it about? And like I just think that like people are like, oh my god, you never see your kids. I'm like, yes, I I do see my kids. Like. I can still work and be a, a part of but my, like my kids come to work sometimes. Yeah. I love that they're seeing all of this because they're not going to be lazy humans. Oh yeah. My kid's on TV every day at school. He does media every day because he's, he's like, and he's in a rock band. He's on stage singing and performing. Cause I'm a performer. I like to be on stage. He can talk in front of a crowd. He can think on his feet. He can talk to adults. Like all, I mean, I've made him into a mini me, which God bless his poor teachers. But because he watches it every day and thinks it's cool. He's like, oh, my mom does TV stuff. That's cool. I want to do TV stuff, too. Like, he, they watch, they learn, they hear. Just like just like colleagues. Like, you know, mimicking people who you look up to is normal. Make sure you pick the right person, right? <laughs> that they're not, like, you know, doing things that you shouldn't be doing. But Christian, yeah, I'm with my kid all the time. We do things together all the time. I work a lot. But he's interested in my work and who's who. And he goes to our work events with us and loves all the girls here. And just, I mean, 10-year-old boy, you know, what are you going to do? But Emmy's Emmy's ten too. She uh, last week the the school asked her to be the school mediator, and I was like, "What a like awesome thing at ten years old to be the school mediator!" But also like the fact that I that made I I knew I was doing a good job because they called to ask me first, and they're like, "You know, we just wanted to mediate problems and the gossip with the girls." She's like, "Mom, half these girls are my friends." I was like, "Good, get in there, work yeah. it out." Like they obviously know that like you're good at this, so like I. I know I'm still doing a good job, even though I'm a busy mom. Yep. We're doing the Lord's work over here, Kelly. Well, it's, <laughs> tell our audience how to find you. Uh, you mentioned Instagram already, but give us your website. And what do you have coming up for the Beautify folks that if someone's like, huh, when should I join? They're like, you should do it now because cool things are happening. Okay. So we, um, the website is thebeautifyacademy.com. And that is just kind of a little bit, you can see some options on there. Our advanced training is not listed on there only because we offer it to the novice beautify girls first. We do one about every other month. It's small classes. Um, so it's hard because everybody wants to come because they already think they went to other training, but it's too much for me to retrain you on all the things when you get here. <laughs> Good habits and bad habits. Um, we just did a beautify event with MERS last weekend. Uh, we're doing a Beautify Business Summit in Nashville in November, or I'm sorry, April, which you're going to be a part of. Um, so like we're constantly, like I take everyone's feedback. Like, what do you want to do next? Um, uh, we're going to be doing a Beautify Retreat in Cancun in next January. And all the stuff has CEs attached, which is nice because people, obviously we still need credits to keep our um, licenses and certifications. Um, we're going to be doing some Beautify stuff at Aesthetic Next, which we're super excited about. We were talking about that earlier today. Um, but I mean, if you're if you're serious about training, like you know, the way our program works is when you sign up, you get access to all the online stuff, all the modules, all the videos, all the hands-on training, or the we actually have like tons of us doing hands-on training that we show you, and then you come here for the hands-on training. But you have a year to book your hands-on date once you buy the online portion, and you can watch the online portion as many times as you want. Um, and that gives you access to resources like, where do we get this? How do we do that? Like, there's tons of stuff on there. All the companies that we do business with, you get a discount. But like I tell people, if you think you want to come to hands-on training in like November, you should be thinking about buying the online training in like April. You want to give yourself like five, six months to kind of 
get the video. I mean, there's 40 to 60 hours of stuff, depending on which classes they are. Um, get everything in your head, like maybe watch it twice. You, we have PDFs that you print out. We have uh, slides you print out and you can mark everything on. Um, it's kind of like a printable workbook, I guess. And then um, and get your business set up. Literally get yourself to the point of success that when you come to hands-on training, this is a true story. I had a girl who came, she, she finished on, we finished Saturday at like three o'clock. She flew home. She did a Botox party, a Botox party on Sunday, and she made $11,000 on Sunday. So she paid all of her trading off, paid all of her product off, and was completely debt-free in 24 hours. So like we try telling right, I'm like, if you are set up in your medical director and you have your malpractice, like people don't realize malpractice can take one to two months. Like it has to go to underwriting. It's This is not like a, you're opening a medical practice. Like it's not like an overnight thing. And we have all that set up too. Like we have videos on malpractice. We have companies that we work with, reach out to this person, reach out to this person, like all the stuff you need to know and do, like get yourself ready so that when you leave here, you can go home and do anything and start making money. Start using your skills, pay yourself back. I am here to cheer you on and get you all your money back. I promise. Like, let's go. I love it. I, I, I think, yeah. If you, if you can't come back and start making money, what the hell are you doing? Sitting around waiting? Like you gotta be ready to go. Yes. And like I said, I had awesome training, but like, I didn't know what to do after that. So like, that's kind of how this whole thing was born. Um, you know, I'm thankful that my son broke my pelvis <laughs> and I had time to sit down and figure out what I wanted to do next. At his wedding, that'll be the toast. I found my place. I found my place. Well, I'm so glad to have you on and to just unpack all the chaos that you and I, I mean, I think if people listen to us talk on the phone, they'd be like, what the hell are they saying? We both talk crazy fast. We're both like a little bit ADD. We're everywhere. But we've kept it, I think, in check a little bit this episode. But I could, again, talk to you forever. But, yes, Aesthetic Next, she'll be there with the whole crew, I hope, again this year. And yes. many things coming up. We're super excited about April and to, to be with your team to talk about business and reporting and all things AR and lead AR. But, guys, I can't advocate for what Kelly's doing enough. I see it every day with, with all of her folks who have come through training. that They're on our systems. We see them succeeding every day. And just and going through the highs and lows of aesthetics and, like, surviving and doing well. So I know it's a proven method. I know it works. But yes, go visit her online, not on Instagram. You won't see a whole lot, but online, sign up, learn about her training, and I will see you in a couple months. And awesome. thanks for having me. Well, thanks for coming on. Thanks for making time for us. I know you're a busy gal, but I loved having you on and I will see you very, very soon. And all the rest of you guys, I'll see you next week for our season finale. Bye guys. Thanks for listening to another episode of For the Record. This podcast is not intended to provide legal or medical advice. It's for entertainment, education, and information purposes only. For more information on this week's guest or to get started with Aesthetic Record, email us at info at aestheticrecord.com. Be sure to tune in next week for more fresh perspectives on disrupting the status quo and surviving in the aesthetics industry.